What's up, y'all? I'm Emmanuel Butts, and this is The Calling Collective, where we talk life, faith, calling, and introduce you to people with various paths and callings so you can better understand and discover yours. Y'all, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe, and enjoy the show. I'll see you guys. It's your friend, it's your pal, Emmanuel, and we're back with another podcast. I think it's episode seven. I'm glad to be here, (laughs) y'all. Y'all, today... Um, it's a great day. Um, it's a, uh, I'm not going to say what day of the week it is, but it's a day and I'm excited to be here and I'm ready to get into it. But before we start, I want to know, we got, um, the question of the day is, do y'all listen to Christian rap? All right. I was the first one to call it corny back in the day. Okay. But that's because, you know, I wasn't really trying to hear anything Christian. All right. (laughs) To be real with you, I was not trying to feel my, uh, my ears with uh, things that I should have been listening to. And I remember uh, when I was talking, um, I was talking to God, basically like, man, this Christian rap sucks. Like, Christian music is trash. Like, I remember I said that to him, and he's like, uh, it's your appetite, you know? So, oh, that's what I said. I said, this this Christian music sucks. And he's like, well, change your appetite. Like, I, don't, I said, I don't have the appetite for this. And he said, change your appetite, right? So, yeah, I just want to know, what do y'all think about Christian rap, Christian music in general? Um, I've, I've grown up pretty churchy, so I, I know I listen to gospel music, but um, Christian rap, man, it just used to be so bad back in the day. And um, there's still some really bad stuff out there, like terrible, trash-sounding music, but it just came a long way, and I I, I really only listen to Christian rap now, so um, I wanted to know what y'all thought. And tell me if y'all listen to Christian rap, tell me your favorite artist, put me on, because I need to be put on. And I'll put y'all on too. Um, you know your boy Hovey? He's he's going hard in the paint. This man is nice with it. So that's one. I'll put you on the one. I went to a uh, Christian rap concert like maybe like two months ago in Nashville. It was pretty dope. So y'all tell me. You let me know what y'all think about that. Y'all, let's get into it. Today, we are talking about stewardship. Okay. I feel like God has really been uh, highlighting stewardship to me in my life because I need to be a better steward <laughs> in a lot of areas. All right. So um, let's get right into it. Um, I want to know, y'all, how are you stewarding the things God has given you? You know, is that and that's a that's a loaded question. Right. Because there's many areas that we could be stewarding better or many areas that we can steward in general. Right. But I just want to know, like, just think about that for a second. How are you stewarding um, what God has given you? And, and maybe if you don't believe in God, uh, stewardship is still a concept that anybody can <laughs> um, have a take on or, or get better in. Because um, there's different things you can steward. So like you can steward a, a house, a car, um, your money. And those are just, you know, tangible things. Right. But you can also uh, steward uh, relationships. You can steward like maybe you mentor your mentees. Um, how do you steward your gifts and your talents? The name of the game is stewardship. I feel like as I've been uh, developing and growing myself as a as a man, as a leader, I've I've seen that the baseline of everything is stewardship. Like nothing really belongs to you, especially if you uh, if you believe in God. <laughs> nothing belongs to you, right? So like, if if that is your belief, right? I believe in God and I, I believe in Jesus. And I believe that we're here for a short time, not a long time. Here for a good time, not a long time, okay? We're here to uh, do what God has called us to do. He's placed us here on this earth with dominion. 
do what he's called us to do and then live again in the afterlife, right? We're living to live again. And so that really changes the perspective of what we do here and like why it's important. And in, and especially in the conversation of stewardship, because it's saying, okay, well, um, I have this money, I have this house, I have this car, I have these mentees, I have these gifts and these talents, but none of this belongs to me. I'm just a steward over it right now. Okay. And that really changes your perspective if you think of it that way, um, because it makes, it kind of, it kind of takes, uh, it, it gives you a greater level of responsibility and you start to think about, okay, what am I really doing with these things? All right. So y'all, I just wanted to ask, what has God given you to steward? Start thinking about those things. Um, you know, like I just said, the, the house, the car, the money, the job, um, mentees, gifts and talents, uh, people, um, relationships, anything you could think of. It's, it really involves stewardship. And so, you know, and then I also want to ask you, how do you treat these things that you steward? Okay. Because I know for me, right, like when, when you look at it as yours, you kind of can treat it however you want to, right? Because it's like, it's mine. I can do what I want with it. Okay. And so, for example, right, like my car, right? I'm not, I'm not a big car type of guy. Like, I don't really care about like cars and stuff like that. And so like cleaning my car, like I know I should, right? But it's like, I'm like, but I got big fish to fry. I got other stuff to do, but it's not, it's not about cleaning the car. It's more about the principle. It's more about um, stewarding what you have, right? It's about um, doing everything you do with excellence, Okay, doing everything you do with excellence, stewarding everything you have well. And and that's why it's important to clean your car or to uh, clean your house or, you know, anything you do. It's it's important because it's the principle, not necessarily the thing. Okay, So, yeah, I just like for a while, I was just like, man, this is not it's not that deep. Right. Like. It's a car and get me point A to point B. Like I put oil in it. I'm, I take, you know, I'd service the car, make sure it's good. But like, I'm not, it's not that deep to me to, for it to be looking shiny and stuff. You get what I'm saying? But it is that deep because God's blessed me and allowed me to have a car. He's allowed me to, you know, have this car to get to where I need to go. And um, say God wants to use me to give someone a ride somewhere. Okay. How, how am I? <laughs> How am I going to be in a blessing and an example of a holy, perfect, excellent God if you come and get in my car and it's not holy, perfect and excellent? All right. My car is looking like trash cans. OK, I mean, not it's not that bad, but it's like, you know, it's not trash can bad, it's like newspapers and stuff everywhere. It's not like that. But it's just like you can tell I'm not stewarding it the way I should. And so maybe God passes up on me because that's going to turn somebody off. All right, maybe to the gospel, maybe to um, a witnessing opportunity because I didn't steward what I had well. So I just want you to think about it in that terms, okay? Like everything you have, like, is is at any time should be able to be used for God. Say for it's your finances, if you are not stewarding your finances well, you're not saving money, you're not, um, you know, you don't have the finance. You you don't you're not doing what you're supposed to do with your finances. Say God wants to use you to bless someone. How how can he use you to bless someone if you ain't never have no money saved? 
Maybe God is like, hey, get a person $2,000. Right now, Kenny asked you to get a person $2,000. And it's like, I don't know, maybe he can't <laughs> because maybe you never took that time to save that money. Maybe you've just been uh, living the paycheck to paycheck and just, you know, doing things with your money that you should not be doing. Living friv- frivolously, frivolous, you know, you know the word, frivolous, frivolously. <laughs> Y'all know the word, living frivolously. Dang, man, I cannot say it. But just living in a way that you're just spending your money and you're just not uh, being accountable for it. Um, You don't know where every dime is going. God can't trust you to bless somebody. He can't trust you um, to use. He can't trust you with more money. Right. God can't even trust you with more money if you won't steward and handle what you have right now in the right way. And that's the principle of stewardship one on one. Okay, because. That's everything. All right. If I if God can't trust me to take care of this house, if God can't trust me to take care of this car, if he can't trust me to take care of this job, how can he trust me to take care of it on the next level with more clients? Right. With with a more expensive car, with a more expensive house. How can he trust me to pay those car notes? How can he trust me to pay that that mortgage? He cannot. It would be a bad father. He would be a bad father if he gave us things when we don't even have the maturity or the capacity to handle them, he'd be a bad father. He's not a bad father. So, hey, man, you got to go without until you figure this out. Remember we talked about last uh, podcast. Oh, no, like two podcasts ago. Basically, like God doesn't just push people to the next level. OK, you have to graduate this level. Do what you're supposed to do here. Then, boom, now you can move on to the next. OK, so like you got to ask God, hey, man, what do I need to be doing in this season? What do I need to be growing in, what I need to be maturing in. And for me, it's stewardship. And I feel like he showed me that in, in different areas of my life. And so you know, let's continue to ask these questions. Um, so we asked, uh, what is God giving you to steward? So I would say, write that down, write those things down that you feel like, you know, are in your hand. Okay. Write those things down. And then I want to ask, how do you treat them? Okay. Do you treat them like they're unimportant? Do you treat them like um, you know, just unimportant, like, hey, like I said, with the car, like, I'm like, it ain't that deep, but it is that deep. OK, do you treat them like they're unimportant? Do you treat them like they're regular, just in a means to an end? Right. Uh, do what you can barely do to get by. Like I said, right, we're doing the bare minimum just to get by. Um, and that's that's not stewardship. That's not good stewardship. OK. At church today, he was talking about a harvest. Okay, we cannot expect God to uh, give us a harvest if we are not faithful with what we have now. Okay, there is say you want to say you have a garden, you plant a seed, you have to be faithful in watering and nurturing and clipping the dead leaves off the plant for it to produce a harvest, produce produce a fruit, for it to produce a beautiful plant or whatever you know whatever that seed is. You got to be faithful. All right. And so it's like, are we treating our gifts and our talent, the things that God has given us to steward, whatever it is, are we treating them uh, as unimportant? Are we treating them as as bare bones? We're just doing the bare minimum. What are we doing, y'all? We need to know uh, what we have so we can know uh, how to handle it so we can steward it well. All right. Or last one, do we treat them with intentionality and excellence? Okay, and that and the goal is to strive to treat everything you have, everything 
you are everything that's put in your hand to steward with intentionality and excellence. Because I've, I've said this a million times, but even in my own life, I've not um, embodied it all the time, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. That is so true. I cannot expect to be organized in this part of my life, right? And then uh, unorganized in another part of my life and vice versa. Like the way you do one thing is how you do everything. You are one person, <laughs> all right? You're one person. You're not split up. Like you're not, you can you can fake and try to fool people and act like, you know, you're this one person, but like your true habits and what you practice knowingly or unknowingly will come out. Okay, so if I'm a lazy person and I'm lazy all the time, I don't I don't do anything, and then I try to go to work and be productive, it's not going to it's it's not <laughs> the engine is not just going to start. It's got all that glunk and that that laziness and that, you know, it ain't been running. It's just like a car. You don't drive a car, it's not going to work. The fluids are going to get um are going to get like uh, you know, stagnant. Um it's it's not going to function the way it's supposed to. Why? Because it requires a constant uh, use, right? If you want to be uh, excellent, if you want to be um, great, you have to practice great and excellent habits, right? You practice great and excellent habits, naturally, you will start to do th- everything in excellence, all right? If I do one thing in excellence, I will do other things in excellence, okay? But it's because I practice excellence on a daily basis, right? And that's the same thing with what you are what you are stewarding. If you learn to steward everything you do, everything you have in the right way, you'll pay you dividends, okay, for stuff you don't want to do, especially for stuff you don't want to do. All right. If I if I discipline myself and I and I steward, okay, God is saying, okay, you need to pray for these people. If I steward that with excellence and I'm consistent and I'm faithful to praying for these people every single day. 15 minutes a day, right? Then comes another task I don't want to do. Because I was faithful and I and I I sacrificed and disciplined myself to pray for 15 minutes every day for someone maybe I don't like, right? When another situation comes that I don't like, it'll be easy to do that because I practice, right? It's I practice excellence. I practice discipline. I practice habits of intentionality. And I can use that because obviously if I've done it and I didn't want to do it, another situation comes when I don't want to do something, I'll be on autopilot. All right. And that's where we want to get. We want to get to where we operate in excellence because that's our that's our bottom line standard, because that's what we practice all the time. All right. Y'all, we want to be excellent. We want to operate in intentionality. We want to steward what God has given us well. All right. So. Y'all, let me just tell you another story because I I, love, I hate when people um, basically like teach and like say, hey, you should do this. And not that they're not transparent. But I don't like when people don't give examples like because I'm, I'm a very visual person. So I love to uh, visualize basically like um, I love to visualize and see um, how other people got to where they are. And so so I can apply that in my life. And so I just want to give a quick example. So y'all. I've had a dresser in my room, and my friends can test, uh, testify to this, okay? I had a dresser in my room for, like, a long time, but it's been in the box, okay? Been in the box, and I just, I'm so busy all the time, so, like, 
I really have to like the only way I'd get this done is to sacrifice time on the weekend, which I was not willing to do, you know, because my job is pretty demanding. So it's like I'm there all the time. So when I get home, I'm just trying to chill. I'm not trying to work. Okay. Right. (laughs) So this Saturday, um, you know, I started as God started speaking to me about uh, stewardship. I feel like that was one thing like, man, you've been procrastinating on this for like months, dude. Like this dresser is just been in the box in your room for however long. Okay. And it has. So this Saturday, I set aside some time and I said, man, like, I just need to get this done. Like, I'm not going out. I'm not hanging out with friends. Like, I just need to sit down, put this dresser together. I did, y'all. And it was way easier than I thought it would be. And that is the story with a thousand percent of things in our life. We push off things and we we procrastinate and we wait till another day and this day and this day and this day and this day. When we could have sat down, my, my boss got me his book, and eat that frog. All right. We could have sat down and ate the frog. It basically says, like, if you got to do something hard, you need to just sit down and do it. Because if the worst thing you have to do is eat a frog, right, which is the hard thing, then you need to just eat it in the morning, get it over with. And go about your day. All right. You don't want to wait all day and to be um, going about your day. And then it's over your head that I got to eat this frog. I got to do this hard thing. Y'all, we got to just bite the bullet, man. Do the hard thing. Operate in excellence and intentionality. That was a great segue. I didn't, I didn't even plan to put the book in the podcast. But, hey, man, eat that frog, okay? You got to do the hard thing. All right. So when you don't want to do hard things, it's natural. All right. Because you've built up that habit. So long story short, y'all, I put the dresser together. It was super easy. Like it took some time. It definitely it was a sacrifice. Right. But like, I'm so glad I, I got that done because I, procra- pro- I had been procrastinating on it for so long. And so, y'all, this is just a um, a reminder for y'all to be not for all for us <laughs> to be more intentional about stewarding what we have well, because like it is my belief all right, that we are on borrowed time. I don't believe that um, we're just here living for ourselves and the things that we want to do, but I really, I truly believe that we're on borrowed time and y'all, we just got to be better about stewarding what we have. Y'all have a blessed one. I love y'all. I'll see y'all next time.